All right, I can never quite tell when I'm live, so I'm going to assume that I'm live now. Oh, first I'm going to, I'm just going to ramble incoherently until I'm sure we're live, and then I'm going to say hello, God bless, and welcome. I'm Kevin Haggerty. Thank you for watching the God Logic Project. Uh, I want to thank you guys for supporting the God Logic Project. A lot of you are going to thegodlogicproject.com, clicking on the Amazon logo, shopping as you normally do, and Amazon sending a couple of bucks to the to the God Logic Project to help support this ministry and pay the bills around here. Uh, you could also become a project partner at anchor.fm forward slash Godlogic project. Uh, so, and just, just sharing our stuff on social media and, and commenting, giving us a thumbs up when you watch this stuff really does help. So subscribe, ring the alert bell if you enjoy the content. And tonight you're going to enjoy it because tonight I have, you ready? I'm, I'm about to freak out. You ready for this? I have my first official YouTube celebrity. Yeah, I know, right? But first, the intro music. Hello, God bless, and welcome. I'm Kevin Haggerty, and this is the God Logic Project. Shut up, Kevin. That's right. I'm Kevin Haggerty. That's Mike Houston telling me to shut up like he does every week. Tonight on the God Logic Project, we have the Good Patriot. Good Patriot, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, y'all. I'm Katie. You can call me Katie, Kevin. That's fine. No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not worthy. Let's not go there. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the show goes before we get, you know. Well, you and I are probably, I guess you can say we're like BFFs now. Is that, is that fair to say? I mean, we're like. Yeah, we've had two short phone calls. So yeah. I, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. my my real BFF might get a little offended at that. <laughs> she might well, hunt you down well, and, and snipe you, but. Those two short phone calls just changed my life. It's made me a better yeah. man. So, uh, so we had, uh, it's very cool because we have a mutual friend, Simon, uh, that, uh, put us together and, and, uh, he's just mm -hmm. a great guy. In fact, we're working on, uh, maybe doing a project together. Uh, but it was oh, cool. very cool for you to take the time to be on the God logic project. Uh, I'll give you an idea of what we do and then we're going to play some of your videos, but the God logic project is a, is a show that, uh, you know, we try to, we talk about maintaining a Christian worldview in a post-Christian America, what I believe is a post-Christian America. And what does that look like? So we, we try to include everyone in the conversation. So we like to say that everybody has a seat at this table. You don't necessarily have to be Christian or, or agree with me for the, the things that I believe, but we should be talking about it. And that's kind of the goal here. Now, uh, as, a, as a quick side note, guys, if there's anybody, in your, anybody you know that uh, needs help in the recovery community, either chemical, emotional recovery, message me at godlogicproject.com. I have some resources both inside the state of Florida and outside anything I can do, and this is kind of the reason we do this, uh, we really want to be of service to you guys. So if you guys need help in any way, don't hesitate to contact me at godlogicproject.com. You got an interesting testimony, got an interesting story, got an interesting point of view, you want to be a guest on the show, um, go ahead and message me, godlogicproject.com. Sorry about that. I forgot to say that before I did all that other stuff. Well, the uh, uh, you have uh, – really a pretty successful YouTube channel and, and you and I politically seem to align quite a bit uh, with the things that we believe. Now your show, and we're going to show clips from it right now, but your show is hysterical. What gives you the ideas for, well, first let me play, let me play the first part of the video uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll begin to talk about it a little bit. But the, uh, I was trying to pick out kind of highlights from your channel and I think mm -hmm. it's all hysterical. It's all great. So it was very difficult to do. Uh, but hold on, we'll, well play. I'm, I'm going to play a one-minute intro of you, Katie. Hold on. All right. Howdy, Patriots. I got two quick thoughts for our week ahead. The war on American values is uh, getting hot. I'm not looking for perfection here, but I'd like to encourage you to do two little things this week. One, to be loving 
to our enemies. I know what you're thinking. I ain't being nasty to those crazy sons of peaches. But you can't fight crazy with crazy. My goal this week is just to be a little bit more loving and a little bit more nice. Number two, to be 100% intolerant of their bullcrap. Do not be afraid to speak boldly and strongly against falsehoods and claims that what we believe in is racist or evil. You stand on a foundation of truth and freedom that cannot be shaken. So stand firm, patriots. Just do it with love. I hope your week is awesome, and I'll be thinking and praying for y'all. I'm Good Patriot. I'll see you next time. God bless. All right, I that we just played the uh, that like thirty minute Monday sermon thing you did that thirty second or one minute Monday uh, sun, Monday sermon, and I got to tell you, I've never said in my life sons of peaches. <laughs> never, no. I've, I've never. I don't even know where that came from. That was just like a <laughs> random, because I don't. I, cussing is not something I'm proud of. I'm, it's something I'm working on it, but I never want to cuss in my videos because I want everyone to watch them. But. Um, my husband actually he saw he heard that from inside the house and he's like you should still shouldn't be saying that even though you know when we have frustrating days it's an f-bomb here an f-bomb there that we're repentant of but um, of course yeah sons of peaches that was hysterical but that that little one minute video gives a gives folks a pretty good idea and 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 we have spoke a couple of times so i've gotten to know your personality a little bit it, that does kind of suit you you are uh, I mean, let's just come out and say it. You're much nicer than me, and I'm a pastor, and you're <laughs> nicer than me. So how I'm is that? Nice. I'm very nice to people that aren't trying to uh, destroy my freedom and uh, uh, put me in a boxcar. Yeah, I'll put it that way. And that is, and and this is where we kind of line up. So the I'm a pastor, and and and, uh, and I'm a Christian first, right? I, I believe I'm in this world. I'm in this world, not of this world. But I also mm -hmm. have a a love for my country that. And I've had conversations with other pastors where, you know, I, I, I sh maybe I shouldn't be conflicted between my love of country and my love of God, but I really do find myself in that in that kind of vein. So, uh, and and this is this is kind of the gist of your shows. Your 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 videos are very funny, but there's always a serious uh, or what I take is a very serious message behind them, right? The the love of country and freedom and and standing up yes. for our constitution and things like that. Yeah, and I you know, I haven't done a funny video for a few months just because things have been so serious. I always try to interject a little bit of humor here and there. Uh, but, you know, I kind of go in seasons. You know, before we were under complete shutdown and being, basically we're in a war for our freedom right now. You know, it was, I was able to take funny ideas and, uh, and play them out but when they shut you down and you don't know who's i mean usually my funny videos require a staff not a staff other people i do not have a staff um and it's hard to get people together when half of them might be scared to be in public still and and uh like for instance i had this awesome idea i had this whole script written for something called chill the chill the bleep out and it was an infomercial for an essential oil spray for Antifa. And unfortunately, I was waiting for better weather to make that video because it had to be made outside. And now that video is, things are so extreme that the video is pretty much pointless because 
it's everything's been taken to a new level and that's happened several times where i've written something funny and if i don't film it right away within a few weeks or a few few months it's just it's too late and the moment's passed and you know now now it's not as funny it would have been funny six months ago but it is and you you walk a fine line when you talk about uh kind of sensitive issues so i do a live show with Mm -hmm. with live people in my studio uh, and, and a lot of them don't agree with me, right? So the uh, um, sometimes we all leave, all right, nice seeing you, and everybody gets in their car and goes. And these are generally friends of mine, uh, but there are uh, some feelings hurt when the show's over, you know. And But I think mm-hmm. that's important. And, and some people may only be able to kind of open up to these tough issues through humor, right, through mm-hmm. through your, your funny humor and relatable humor. So it mm-hmm. is... Uh, uh, there's a there's going to be a demographic that very nervous about talking about the things that we talk about, except that because of the way you do it, it makes it very digestible and gives them something to consider, you know, when the video's over, you know. Yeah. So and, yeah, ho- and hopefully definitely. hopefully makes them watch the God Logic project. <laughs> I don't know why yes. that would happen, but <laughs> so the uh, yeah. we're gonna play another video now, and uh, this one is Extreme Makeovers, I believe is the name of it, uh, but it mm-hmm. is. Uh, it, it, I just put it in there because it's funny. So I, it doesn't okay. doesn't have a strong political message, but it's funny, so I put it in there. All right. All right, hold on. I don't understand. This has never happened to me before. It's okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Good Patriot, come on out. Coming. It's okay. They're... All right, I'm already going to pause it and tell the audience that, that it's it's. You were you had your friend over for like a makeup party, a bunch of friends over for a makeover party, and, and you're drinking wine and, uh, you know, I'm guessing this is things girls do every night. I don't know. It's me and my son <laughs> in the house, uh, but the the girl, the kind of the makeup artist, was is sitting on the couch, kind of dejected because, you know. Uh, yeah, we rejected her normal makeup yeah, and said, you know, let me just tweak it a little. Let me touch it up a little bit, and I don't want to mm-hmm. ruin it for the audience, but you do a little more than touch it up. Mm-hmm. So here it is. You're coming out of the bathroom right now. Just really picky about how you look. It's nothing against you. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Strong is beautiful, right? Where's Alex? I want to see her makeup. Ta da! O-M-G. You look gorgeous. Do you like it? Yes, it looks so natural. I love it. Thank you. And you look so pretty. I know. (laughs) So (laughs) in the very end of it, she goes, and you look so pretty. And you go. I know. I know. And, and it makes me laugh. I've watched it a hundred times now because I made that little video, but the, uh, uh, very funny, but we'll, in this video, we have to address kind of the elephant in the room. Uh, your friend, Alex, uh, you think you could hook <laughs> me up? No, Ooh. no, absolutely not. Very protective of my girls. Oh, damn. You can't handle a woman like that. <laughs> no, no. And I, I got a, I, I'm getting older now and I got a bad back and I'm, I'm honestly a little bit of a moron. So my guess is she could do yeah, better. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. She, she could do better. <laughs> tell her, tell her, forget the whole thing. Her. I will, I will. She's She's going to be heartbroken at first. She's overseas 
safe in the military right now, so she's safe from you. Oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. That's very <laughs> awesome. Yes. So she, yeah, she'll be home soon. And she's like a better shot than me, so push comes to shove. Yes, probably. I'm, a dead man. I'm room temperature. That's how that yeah. ends. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, that was done. Okay. Uh, so the uh, we're going to continue our montage now with uh, and montage. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, is French for mountain. Is that true? Uh, you know, so I made, cannot confirm or deny that. So we made like a mountain. I think. I went to high school for seven years, of... Katie. I think I know these things. Okay. Well, you know, there you go. Pretty smart dude. Uh, so the next one is. And this, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is real. This is a real letter that you got from the Hillary Clinton that you're opening <laughs> randomly out of a box of mail. And uh, it's just the very end because in the very end of this video, and there was a lot of this video I wanted to keep in. And folks, you got to go to Good Patriot, youtube.com forward slash Good Patriot. There's 100 videos up there and one's funnier than the other. My daughter called me up laughing today uh, about all your videos. And, and she and I watched a bunch of the same ones. So it was... Uh, we had a lot to we had a lot to talk about, but uh, in this okay. case, you're opening up a package from the Hillary Clinton, and this is not a joke. This is real, right? And and so, mm. honesty. Well, let's honesty, let the let's let the audience decide. Honesty is one of the worst policies, Katie. <laughs> they don't tell you that when you're a kid, but all right, here it is. Hold on. Maybe you, me, and Melania can go to the range sometime. I promise to practice good muzzle awareness as long as that doesn't walk in front of me. <laughs> LOL. Let me know either way. I've included a gift that I got from some very close friends. Enjoy. Okay. Well. Say, say Russian rifle. It's a Russian SKS from her friends in Russia. She has my address. <laughs> All right. It it ends with she has my address and hashtag pray for me. <laughs> yeah. If if she well, I'm sure she could probably get my address, but. What's funny is whenever I make fun or say something about Hillary Clinton, there is actually a part of me that's like, yeah. maybe that, I shouldn't do this, but maybe I, I went just too have far. to. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and it, it, the crazy thing is there's, uh, there's some potentiality there. So uh, mm -hmm. our governments are, and I'm not a huge fan of the Republicans either, to be honest with you, or politicians mm -hmm. in general, but uh, our government, they, they seem to be, so out of control, especially right now in this season, the left, right? So the Democratic Party yeah. is, uh, I, I was a Democrat before I became an independent like 25 years ago uh, mm -hmm. after listening to uh, Newt Gingrich. I thought Newt Gingrich made some good points that nobody was making. So I, I decided that partisanship is a bad idea and I'm going to become an independent. And uh, But I've always been kind of a little bit in the center. There's things I believe and things I don't believe in the uh, – but it, it seems like the left has just gone so far left now that it's it, it's like a it's like there it's a rush to sound crazier than someone else sounded the day before. I mean they Yep. It's amazing to me that they they see no bounds in, in the the ideas they come up with. And so uh it is uh they've kind of forced me 
to become a Donald Trump fan. So I find myself rooting mm-hmm. for the poor guy, and I'm not even a big fan of Donald Trump. I grew up in New York. Yep. I've, I've known Donald Trump for my whole life, not personally, but of him. And uh, I didn't want him to be president. I voted for him because I really voted for the for the vice president and the Supreme Court, right? And mm-hmm. uh, right. Uh, but he, uh, I find myself hoping he does well. I can't. St- I can't believe he's still in there. He's doing. He's like the Teflon Don. I mean, it's amazing yeah. to me. Yeah. And they're, they, they're go ahead. I was going to say they're working hard to get rid of them. They're they're pulling out all the stops. They're very desperate, which you know should be a sign that they're uh, they're up to something. They're up to no good. Yeah, they're that desperate. There's got to be a reason, and and really we see the underbelly of the Democratic Party and the underbelly of the media now, where they are just shamelessly. Uh, I don't get an alert on my phone from CNN that isn't an anti-Trump headline from CNN. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. they just, they're like, well, we're, we're exposed now, but we're still going for it. It makes no difference to what the American people think yeah. or feel. And, uh, and the sad, crazy part is people that I love and respect can't lap this stuff up fast enough. I mean, they, yeah. they just can't, they want to believe this stuff. It's, well, we'll talk about it a little bit. We can't, we have to go on to probably the funniest video uh, that I found so far is baking cookies at the gun range. <laughs> so, uh. And this I've kind of chopped up, so I don't know if you remember the, the mm-hmm. edited version I sent you. But the uh, uh, so the audience knows Katie can't see the videos or can't hear the videos, and uh, I didn't have that uh, plan for that right up until showtime. So we're doing without that. Yeah. So, so if I'm just sitting here like, yeah, don't so. think that I'm I'm not entertained by myself. When this is over, <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be admiring our professionalism. I think. Yes, we're pros. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hold on. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Home on the Range with Good Patriot, where I take something you usually do at home and I do it on the gun range. Today we're making chocolate chip cookies. Why? Because this is America, and if we want to bake cookies and perhaps shoot guns at the same time, we do it. Let's begin. One and a half teaspoons of cornstarch and... This is here. Terrace love cookies. Would you excuse me one moment? Not today, dirtbags. Let's see if they're done. Oh, they're perfect. Let's try one, shall we? I guess that's just a consequence of combining two things I love, baking and freedom. All right. So, uh, you said, I guess that's just the consequence of combining two things I love, baking and freedom. Uh, yep. And terrorists love cookies. You should be making gear. You should be marketing that line. I know. That I know. Is, I... There should be T-shirts of that because terrorists, as far as I know, they do love cookies. Yeah, I think I probably have to get a little bit more popular if if I'm going to sell some of those shirts. <laughs> That's actually my favorite video that I've ever made. And I don't know why, but it's just, 
I think it just was easy to film. It really flowed and it was silly, but I got to shoot the AR and, and I loved cookies. Um, but for, but it hasn't caught on to YouTube yet. It has kind of lo a lower viewership, but really? I, I, I actually love that video. Did you find that once some of your videos started getting traction, a lot of them did? Cause once I find a channel I like, I watch it over and over and over again, you know? Uh, yeah, it took a while to for things to catch on. Uh, my first video that really went uh, was super popular. It started on Facebook. I think it got like two and a half million views. It was the video called Beto's Boogaloo is a Bust, where I kind of talked about the systematic erosion of our rights. And this was, I don't even know when I made that, 10 months ago, maybe, or maybe almost when a year ago. When he was a ago. presidential candidate or when he was he was trying to be governor of your state? He was state, trying to be a, governor a, of Texas. Yeah. Uh, and a couple a of senator, I think, maybe, wouldn't it? Was it senator or governor? Oh, yeah, actually, it was senator, oh, yeah. sorry, against Ted Cruz. Um, it was, yeah, it was a year ago. And uh, so I just... You know, I just wanted to explain to people. It resonated with people because it was a different way of thinking. It was a okay, look, they're not going to just outright come for our guns. They're they're doing this in a like systematic way, where they're chipping away things one by one. Uh, they're using the Overton window effect, where they talk ex extreme, like Beto does, saying, "Hell yes, we're going to come for your guns." so that when they only come for a magazine capacity limit, it doesn't seem as bad. So yeah, I, yeah. I discussed that and it just resonated with people. So that was what really kind of boosted my channel into getting more traction. And before that, YouTube was just nothing. I had like a couple hundred subscribers and, but that took off and it was a, a, a big blessing. So then how long have you been, how long have you had a YouTube channel? Um, well, I made it maybe two well, right when I started making videos, which was about two, almost two years ago. Nice. Um, but it didn't, like I said, it just didn't go anywhere. And I actually would make videos and I wouldn't even post them on YouTube. I just wanted to put them on Instagram. Like I had this Instagram tunnel vision. And then when YouTube tube started taking off and then Facebook as well, then I realized, okay, get out of this Instagram tunnel vision and make sure you're, you know, concentrating on those, those other channels as well. And now Facebook and YouTube both have a lot of subscribers and Instagram is actually the lowest. Really? A lot of that has to do with censorship, but. Do they do yeah. more censorship you think on Instagram than the others? Uh, Facebook does too. I mean, um, Oh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, actually, right? Yes, yeah. Um, Instagram's always been the toughest. I think they kind of do some non-obvious dirty work behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But um, Facebook is definitely not friendly. I don't even think that... I don't know if now I'll come up in regular search, but for maybe two months, ever since I made a video about not apologizing for our race, if you type in good Patriot into the Facebook search, I won't come up at all. Like yeah, you yeah. have to get an outside link or do a, a, some sort of internet search to go directly there. I know when I started the channel, I would get, uh, I got to the point where, uh, where YouTube was kind of suggesting my videos or maybe 12% or 14% of my viewers would come from suggested videos. And now, mm -hmm. I, now my average is like 0. 0.7 overall. So it's gone down to yeah. zero for the last, 
six or eight months, it's just, they just won't suggest my stuff anymore. And, and a yeah. lot of that has to do with uh, a single video that I got a copyright hit on uh, and, and they shut down, instead of just shutting down that video, they shut down my whole channel and it just died. Oh. And then uh, when I, I allowed them to take that minute and 30 seconds out of the video, allowed YouTube to do it. And uh, uh, at that point it was, uh, everything kind of came back to life a little bit, but I spent like six mm. months, I spent six months getting like hardly any traction at all. I'm like, what's going on? And it was all off of that one video. They must've hit the wrong mm. button or something and shut me down. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I worry about that stuff. I worry that they, uh, that, that they shut down the conversation, right? That they don't allow, mm -hmm. uh, every idea sounds like a great idea if everybody in the room agrees with you, right? So the idea is to get people that right. don't agree together. That's not the case tonight, but uh, I like to get people that don't agree with me in the studio to talk about things that we don't agree about and see if we can't, mm -hmm. if we can't make any, but uh, a lot of times they're repulsed by logic. And so they, uh, <laughs> uh, they, they have a very emotional uh, argument. And if you expose that, then, you know, they, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Yeah. I've experienced that a couple yeah. thousand times. And I get, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I, I actually, every time I do a show about politics, uh, I, I lose subscribers. So, a lot of my hey, that's okay. A lot that's of my right. friends are obviously socialist, and uh, I'm going to hunt them down. No, I'm not. Yeah. Who am I kidding? Well, you might have to one day. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm waiting Government. for them to come to me. Right? I'll, I'll fight a defensive yeah. war. Uh, so the yes. uh, the next video. So that is that is cook making cookies at the gun range. And again, guys, you've got to get over to this channel and watch. The, I've yet to find a not funny video uh, that you've made. So uh, you have a brilliant sense of humor. Uh, a lot like myself. Not really. Uh, so the uh, we're getting comments, by the way, on our YouTube feed. And uh, Simon Osimo says hi to both of us. And, uh, hi, Simon. Uh, my daughter says, Dad, you are so embarrassing. <laughs> Is my mom there, too? Is she like, oh, honey, I'm so proud? Uh, no, she... Uh, no, not yet. She blocked me like six months ago. Oh. I remember oh, now. So bummer. she was like... Uh, but the... Uh, Apparently, Casey, my daughter Casey's favorite line is, not today, dirtbags. Yep, so. not today, dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funnier when you say with a Texas accent. I can't do that. And I will. So we're going to go on to uh, an edited version of, now, Feminazi, this had to get traction. So is this one of your videos that, that really got like a million views, or has this one done well? Um, it recently got a, a lot of traction on YouTube, so I think it's in the 500,000 range, but that that actually was one of my favorite videos, filming with another person, which was Alex and my husband. Right, right, right. And the mm -hmm. uh, your husband, by the way, excellent acting skills. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> he's in the very beginning of it. Uh, so the yeah. I, I've, I've kind of edited this down, and, and you saw it, so... Uh, uh, I'll play it for them and we'll talk about it. Hold on one sec. Whenever you're ready. To do what? To shoot the guy that has the gun pointed at you. The dreamer? I don't think so. Okay, no. So Okay, so this Hillary? one. Let's keep moving. All right, this is the last one. It should be pretty obvious. Shoot the attacker. 
Well, at first glance, I'd shoot the man. But she has the gun. But she's a woman. But she's white. She has privilege. He's a man, but he's black. So on the feminist scale of who's at fault, they cancel each other out and I can't shoot either. I'm done. All right, so that was the, you were lining up against targets and uh, mm -hmm. funniest line in there, you go, Hillary? And you, <laughs> you put your glasses down and it looks like Hillary Clinton aiming a gun at you, which is yeah. probably a lot of people have felt that, but only few can talk about it. True, and they're dead. Yeah, they're, yeah, so. so uh, <laughs> I gotta go get my tinfoil hat. One of your videos, you actually have a tinfoil hat on there. Yes. It didn't yes. make the it didn't make the French mountain tonight, but it's very funny. No, yeah, and that was oh, that was a silly one. It was when that whole Area Fifty One raid was supposed to happen. I mean, as if people could get close to that highly guarded government yeah. area. But um, it was kind of like, what are the top five things I'd like to find there, or whatever? If they if they bust through the doors and that, so the uh, it always struck me as uh, as funny because they probably can kill most of you their their theory oh, was yeah. they can't shoot all of us yeah they I'm probably pretty, can i'm pretty sure that area is heavily guarded for a reason and, and nobody's getting close no no and <laughs> the uh uh it's just strange that that one guy came up with that idea it was like a like a joke basically and it got yeah. it got monster traction which kind of tells you right. where where our society is at as on a whole uh yep but the uh the feminazi video uh, that part that we just showed, uh, that part that we just showed is, uh, it, it, it is, it's funny, but it's very true. So when she holds up the paint mm -hmm. swatches and tries to figure out who is, who is it morally okay to shoot, and I'm guessing you already had that pink hat. You didn't have to go out to get that for the video, right? No, I bought it for the video. Really? You didn't yep. have one? Oh, oh no. I, I thought you no. would have, I thought you would have the, the well, yeah when i'm undercover at the uh, women's rallies <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like veritas project i thought right. I, I thought Going it was in with the pink hat yeah i thought it was odd the day of the inauguration and i maybe i'm a little bit behind the curve but the they had like a million women march to protect their rights and i'm thinking to myself you haven't lost any rights i mean nothing's changed right. except the president uh it was right. and they still haven't lost any rights you know so yeah, the uh, America Go ahead. I was going to say American feminists are pretty pathetic. If they put half their energy into actually advocating for women in other countries that are truly oppressed, then they can do a lot of good. But instead, they're complaining about tampon tax yeah. and other ridiculous things. And the, uh, yeah, they, uh, they want society, the government to pay for their birth control and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, if, you know, not everything. I, I, if we could afford it, if they had a plan to pay for it, universal health care would be fine. But that doesn't make it a right, right? So the uh, now if somebody's hurt, they should be able to go to the emergency room and, and get attention, certainly. But the uh, not everything could be a right because you could make that argument then for car insurance instead of health insurance. If you got in an accident, couldn't drive your car, and couldn't go to work, and your family would be out on the street, you have a right for your family to have a roof over their heads and, and food in their stomach, so you should government should pay your car insurance too then. I mean, there's no end right. to the arguments that you can make for that. Uh, right. But the, 
the we've gotten so like not just politically correct but insanely politically correct in other words they the uh, when i hear them say the democratic convention uh uh the debates by the uh, rather were amazing to me they they just couldn't wait they were like in a contest to say something stupider than the other guy said there's like what was it 13 or 14 of them and they were like it was like a race to say something stupider and uh it 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 was almost like a saturday night parody i couldn't believe they were saying all those things with a straight face uh the yeah. one guy from uh i forget his name now spanish dude maybe from miami said uh he's not just for reproductive rights he's for reproductive justice and that includes access to free abortions for transgender people oh my god <laughs> So, and I'm just a plumber and I'm not familiar with the transgender community's plumbing, but which one is going to need the abortion? Is it going to be the man that's transitioned to a woman or the woman that's transitioned to, it seems to me that's not, that's a very fine niche politically uh, to be aiming right. at. Right. It's pretty ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and when we have people from one political party advocating for the murder of babies as a right and a something that actually should be paid for by the American taxpayers, you know that our country's in real trouble. Yeah, and even as a even as a uh, before I was saved, uh, just as a kind of a logical thinking person, that that the argument that that's not a life but a glob of cells, or or it's not a mm-hmm. life till it it's sentient, or you know till it has memories, mm-hmm. just seems mm-hmm. so bizarre that intelligent people would. So that clearly, logic isn't their motive for an argument like that because there's no. There's no logic that supports the idea that that baby isn't isn't another person. Their genetic code is complete at like week six or eight. That mm-hmm. so scientifically they're even a different person. They just happen to be inside the other person. So it uh, right. even before I got saved, I, it never made sense to me. It always seemed like nothing more than murder and uh, and mm-hmm. and immoral, you know. So the uh, mm-hmm. but that is. I mean, that almost, as strange as it is, it almost pales in comparison to some of the arguments that they're making now, some of the things that are going on now. So we have, mm-hmm. while we're doing this show, today is August 28th, 2020. Uh, I don't know how it is in Texas, but we're compelled to wear masks in public here in Florida, uh, which I'm fine with if other people feel more comfortable. I'm, I, I'm not afraid of getting COVID. I'm afraid that, like, everybody's going to get it is kind of what I think. And we're doing very little to stop the spread. And, and the, the sad part is anybody that's going to die from it has probably already died, mostly, right? Uh, well, so, yeah. So it just seems like a very, it's been so politicized. The thing, the thing that should have united us as a country has now become, uh, has divided us almost more than, than anything. Well, I'd say, uh, you know, and anyone who's followed me over the last few months kind of knows my stance on this. I am not a mask person. I think that the masks are just a sign of government overreach. And we know the numbers now. We know that the death rate from this virus, and I won't even say COVID-19 because I don't even know if it is a new virus. Um, And I have seen several interviews with doctors that could confirm that. But whether it is or isn't, we know that the death rate is under, we're talking about a a virus that is in line with the flu death rate. And so how do we act with the flu? We're sick, we stay home, 
We don't shut down the economy. We don't destroy people's livelihoods. We don't have government tyrannical overreach. We just are cautious with getting other people sick. And to me, this whole thing is and has been political from the beginning. Um, it's a way to shut down commerce. It's a way to transfer wealth from small business to big business, um, way to shut down church. We're still performing abortions and allowing people to buy alcohol and do other things, but we're not allowed, allowing people to gather in church. And to me, that's a direct assault on uh, our religious liberty. And, and uh, since after week one, I kind of knew that this was a political thing and Personally, my husband and I have been socializing with like-minded people the entire time. I don't know anybody who has actually died from COVID, but I know two people personally who have had close relatives die of other causes. One time, one had advanced Alzheimer's and one had uh, stage four cancer. Both were marked down as COVID deaths. Yeah. And if two people I know in my life that's happened to, I'm sure it's happening a lot more everywhere. So unfortunately, this is just another attempt um, by a political party, whether it be a deeper political party or one on the surface or both, to just uh, instate uh, tyranny, basically, and to see and to take the temperature of the public to see, okay, what are they willing to put up with? What are they willing to do? And Fear is something that's a very strong emotion in that it shuts down our our skill to reason yeah. and do some critical thinking. And the powers that be know that. And so if you can make this the people afraid and um, and they have, then then they know that they'll shut down the ability for most of us to to think of better solutions and to actually act rationally. Boom. That's it. I yeah. don't know what else to say. <laughs> I think that, and I'm, I'm always kind of late to the conspiracy table, but I, I believe now that the, that the goal behind this, the goal behind, by the way, the black lives matter movement and Antifa and everything else that's going on with that is, is just socialism. So if you read the demands of black lives matter, it reads like the camp communist manifesto. It's just exactly mm -hmm. what the, the socialists wanted all along. So the, right. uh, so then there's clearly, there, there's clearly an underlying motive to this stuff that, that is, mm -hmm. I mean, five months ago, we didn't really know very much. Right. And we, it was better to err on the side of caution than not, but now we kind of, we have statistics we can build off of and make rational decisions. Our governor DeSantis here in Florida is trying to do that and, getting blown up by CNN and every other major uh, major uh, news network, and they, they don't say very much at all about uh, New York and New York State and New York City and how poorly things went there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So the for people to sit down and watch this stuff and not think that there's something else going on is, I don't know how they can come to that conclusion. It's, uh, it's clearly there's a motive behind it. And once yes. you give the government this amount of power, and you can speak into this with the Second Amendment stuff, once you give the government this amount of power, you think they're not going to use it again? Like if, if, if they don't do it now, they'll never do it again? Of course they're going to. Right. right? It, it's very easy to give it up, and it's extremely hard to get it back. And there is, uh, 
talking about the Second Amendment, a lot of my friends are Second Amendment people. I'm a Second Amendment guy, uh, and they are, to a man, they are just just thinking in defensive terms. So right now, all the violence we see on TV, on every major news network, whether they dismiss it as peaceful protests or not, where people die in peaceful protests, to a man, they just seem, they, they, we, it's all been violence from the left. Violence from the left mm-hmm. that, that half of our political system and all of our media, almost all of our media, is, is pandering to and justifying. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but I know a lot of people that are just are preparing and are prepared to defend themselves if this, if this stuff goes sideways. So prophetically, once, it, once people on the right push back, right, and once they get involved and the government has failed to provide, by the way, for the common safety in a lot of the major mm-hmm. democratic cities, mm-hmm. they're going to push back. And I guarantee you they'll be the ones that are vilified as white supremacists or right. alt-right. I'm not even sure what an alt-right is. I mean, I think I would know some, you know, but I really, I don't. Right. Well, alt-rights, cons- I would probably be considered alt-right if if people knew about me. <laughs> and it, it would probably, um, or if it suited them, right? So I could right. be. Well, no, I've, I've, I've been recently publicly, and some will see in the future, I was recently made out to be a racist and, uh, and, uh, I basically just have to rely on God to take care of my reputation. I'm not worried about it. I know with anyone with a logical brain that has seen my videos or ever actually met me in person knows that I'm not a racist, but uh, names like alt-right, racist, white privilege, um, all those things are just designed to shut down conversation. Yeah. So, you know, there, like you said before, there's no logic brought to the table from the progressive left or these people that are writing for Black Lives Matter. There's never any logic. It's just all fear-based, rage-based emotion. So what I try to get across is to be strong, uh, you know, have that warrior spirit, train, absolutely own a gun and lots of ammo because a gun is pointless if you don't have the ammo. So don't forget that yeah. part. Um, More ammo than you're going to need in a month. I mean, you need to have a lot of right. ammo. Um, and I've had more people that, you know, I knew years ago that maybe our Facebook friend or whatnot reach out to me privately and say, okay, Katie, you know, like I'm buying my first gun. What do you think I should get? And I think it's really great because they see that they're not going to be able to count on, uh, you know, the government or the police department to come save them as we're seeing in all these, these videos. Um, but also we, we, Oh man, I lost my train of thought, but just, I want people to be careful in confronting these mobs. You know, you've heard the term mob mentality. There really is no reasoning with someone who has that rage and, and they're not coming from a place of logic. They're coming from a place of hate that's been programmed into them over and over and over again. And so when you, and fear, you shut down that rational brain, there is no, you know, okay, let's sit down and talk about this. Or I know you're surrounding my truck and I know you're you're screaming at me, you know, Hey, white racist pig, but you know what? I'm just going to get out of the truck. 
I'm just going to calm them down. I'm going to just talk in a soft voice. There is none of that. No, and people have been killed doing that. <laughs> right, and you need to get the H-E double hockey sticks out of there and avoid that. I'm not saying to not defend yourself if they come to your home, but absolutely do not go seeking out to start a battle with people that are not logical yeah. because they, they have guns too. I think there's a misconception in the, uh, you know, our world where we're gun owners, we're trained. Uh, we've been at this for a couple of years or more. Uh, we're logical, we're logical, excuse me. Um, and we think that the left are these, we look at AOC or Nancy Pelosi, we look at these pathetic, morbidly obese, pink-haired, transgender, binary, I don't even know what binary means, that's a reflection of my intelligence, but... Um, non, we they would the, be non-binary, you and I are binary. Oh, we are, okay. Yeah. There's two genders. Okay, great. Binary. They're non-binary. They could be anywhere in the spectrum, given the the mood okay. that day. Thank you. See, you can see tell how much I care about their verbiage. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> but we look at them as these pathetic video game playing basement dwelling people that have no self-defense or offensive skills. They have no weapons and whatnot, but that's not true. There are actually people on the other side that are just as irrational and they also have AR-15s, and they've also been to the range several times, and they've yeah. also been training for years. So I just want people to realize that as things escalate, that we're, my suggestion would be to avoid conflict at all costs unless it comes to you. And, and in that case, if someone's posing you a deadly threat, then, then take it out. I will. Here's, here's a conspiracy theory for you. Let me say really quickly, though, but please check the laws in your state. I'm not saying don't defend yourself if you're under attack, but I'm like California. I mean, even if someone breaks into your house and you shoot them, you can still be arrested and charged. Yeah. So just be careful and know your stuff. And if you live in a state like that, get the heck out. Yeah. And don't come to Florida or at least don't bring your <laughs> politics. Bring your money. And don't bring and don't come to Texas with your politics, because after I got in, I wanted to shut the door on all that. <laughs> Well, the, uh, you and I are blessed in a sense to live in a Second Amendment state because where you see most of the, mm -hmm. most of the violence happening, uh, they're, they're not likely to come to Florida and start waving guns around because everybody here has a gun, right? Yeah. So everybody that's not a felon has a gun here. Uh, so it, mm -hmm. is, it, is a less, it is a less attractive place to, to antifa eyes or whatever they do. Uh, but the right. the crazy thing is they're anti-fascist and they're using fascist techniques, uh, including mm -hmm. controlling the media, by the way. We have essentially Pravda, right, from the Soviet Union. Uh, mm -hmm. We have in this country right now, we have you are either a a news outlet controlled by the Republican Party. Let's be honest, there's only one and they're only half controlled. Half those people don't like the Republicans. And then mm -hmm. uh, and then but everybody else is really just a mouthpiece of the uh, uh, PR department of the Democratic Party. So no matter mm -hmm. how crazy something Nancy Pelosi says, Don Lemon's going to going to agree with it. And people, again, right. that I love and respect are going to believe it. And it's shocking mm -hmm. to me the that they these are well-educated, not dumb people. Uh, mm -hmm. But there I guess there's a big inf difference between information and transformation. So they they yeah, they they've gone to college, but they've been taught what to think and not how to think. And that worries me. That's, I think, yeah. part, a big part of the problem stems from our university systems. 
Right. And I recently was listening to a podcast uh, by Allie Stuckey. She's got a podcast called Relatable that's kind of geared towards Christian women that, and she speaks of current issues of the day. Um, highly recommend five stars. But uh, she was saying how the left, you have all these kids and, you know, we look at them as, okay, how can you believe that? How can you believe that it would be good to defund the police and not mm. have a police department? How could you, I mean, it's just, it, it's just insane. So, but what she said, and I don't know who she was refer referencing, was that these kids want to do good and they want to feel good. And what happens is, is when you're presented with facts and logic, facts and logic, uh, you know, consequences, uh, something's going to be difficult. Like for instance, we'll take the black community, the inner city black community, you know, they want to feel good, like they're doing something to help that black community, but saying to them, okay, well, you know, we're, they're going to have to get fathers back in their homes. We're going to have to, um, uh, improve reform, our education in the inner city. Improve the education by getting rid of school unions, which are basically communistic democratic party platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, we're going to have to do the hard work. Those people, there are a, a higher number of young black men creating, uh, committing crimes in relation to their population size. So why is that? Most of that is because they don't have God or a father in their home, mm -hmm. but they're going to have to suffer personal consequences for their actions. And these young people don't want to hear about those solutions. They just want that immediate gratification of feeling good. And so they navigate and like a moth to the flame to these liberal professors that are saying, no, we have to apologize to them because it's our fault because we're white and we've had privilege or no, no, no. We have to give them reparations because they've been so through so much. So it's kind of like an emotional immediate gratification as opposed to the doing the hard work yeah. to actually take care of the foundational problems in those communities. Yeah, and so giving that's them fish why they of teaching them the fish, you know, exactly. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if they, if reparations are actually ever approved, I, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I'll just tell you that. Because well, if so, I want reparations for the Barbary slave trade and I want reparations for the Irish that were enslaved. And how are you going to do the thing where 30% of slave owners in the South were actually black? So are the blacks going to pay for the blacks or I mean how does that work you know and those are issues that aren't talked about because they don't want us to know about them because they don't fit the narrative of the Marxist agenda to divide us by race and victimize black people yeah and it is and the people they're hurting and I've had this conversation with some of my kind of Harvard not Harvard educated but major universities uh and they the if if you're if the idea is that we need well, I'll start with this. We had, uh, I think the drive, the push to smaller class sizes to talk about the teachers union uh, was nothing more than a power grab to have more teachers to give the teachers union more power. Uh, I had, there was 48 kids in my class in Catholic school in New York City uh, a long time ago. And uh, everybody did well, except for me. Everybody else did very well. So the, uh, it, it wasn't just class sizes. Now, some of that goes to the broken family. So the uh, having a, a single parent home and I 
have a single parent home. I just happen to be the single parent. 4% of mm-hmm. single parent homes are fathers, which is me. Uh, mm-hmm. 96% are, are, are mothers. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the push for smaller class sizes empowered the unions, but it also diluted the, we needed more teachers to do that. And it diluted the power, the talent pool of teachers. So we had mm-hmm. less qualified mm-hmm. teachers teaching our kids. And mm-hmm. as kind of to just to equalize uh, the outcome of the education system, they lowered the educational standards so low that we fall off the map globally. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we don't even hit the radar anymore. So the yep. same thing happened after 9-11 when they, they, they had to, mm. they big push to build the police departments, which I think they had to, right? That was their first defense against uh, militarizing and, and so on the police departments after 9-11. Mm. But they, they diluted the talent pool for, for policemen as well. So not everybody mm-hmm. is, is anointed to be a teacher. Not everybody is anointed to be a police officer. It takes a certain right. person to do that. So there is, uh, there is some blame to go around, but the idea that we've created an environment, we've created a, an environment where, although statistically it's not supported, you don't have to obey a lawful command from a police, to, from a police officer. You can go get a taser or go get a gun or, or fight or whatever it is. Uh, you're going to see a lot more shootings. than mm-hmm. So the, while in 2019, FBI statistics don't bear out that police were shooting uh, black people at a disproportionate rate, you're going right. to see it now because black people will now resist arrest at a disproportional rate. And it's going to end right. the same way every time. This, this last shooting, while horrific, uh, seems to be justified, I would guess, by, mm-hmm. by standards because he was going into his car. They, they don't mm-hmm. legally have to wait for him to pull out a gun to shoot him at that point. He needs to listen right. to the police. And right. we've created an environment where they don't. And it's going to be, it's going to be very dangerous. And that environment is just fostered because, you know, and I think you're trying to touch on this point is they're being taught to not respect the police as an authority. And so you're going to get these over emotional enraged people that are not really educated and, and they're going to do stupid things, you know, like that, I don't want to say gentleman, like that man did the other day and he got shot and, uh, it's very sad, but that's that's what they want. The people behind the scenes want a race war. They want the black community to be victimized. They want the white community to feel guilty. Um, and so this is just playing out perfectly into their into their little plan. I think they've got to be pretty happy with how things are going between the, the I race think riots and the, and the COVID stuff. They've got to be, I can't believe that we, we can't even unite over a pandemic, a pandemic uh, was exploited for political gain and divided us uh, even before the Black Lives Matter stuff re- reemerged this year. It's, well, uh, it's all about division on every front. Well, the, um, the uh, I think it's, I should know this because I'm a pastor, but I think it's 2 Timothy uh, 2.12-ish uh, says that uh, therefore God would set upon them a strong delusion that they wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's the only thing I can think, the only verse I can draw from scripture that remind that, that explains why people that are generally intelligent believe these, these irrational things. Yeah. Well, it's been decades in the making. It's heavy indoctrination in public schools. It's heavy indoctrination through the media, through Hollywood, um, through the church. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our churches have completely changed, not all, but a lot. 
Um, so this has been going on for many, many decades. I remember in school, and I just think this because when I was in school, and I had a, a good education. Uh, we when we studied the McCarthy trials, I think was it in the fifties mm-hmm. that was going on. The impression that I got from what I was taught was that the people that held the McCarthy trials and were blackballing balling people in Hollywood and whatnot were actually the evil ones and the communists were the victims. And maybe those trials didn't, you know, maybe they didn't handle things perfectly, <laughs> the people that were trying to get rid of the communists. But I was not taught that communism was a bad thing. Yeah. I, I was taught that they were victims. And when I think back that, I mean, I'm 43, so we're talking that was 30 years ago is learning that stuff. So, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, you know, for, for me to be taught that they're not that bad to right now we've moved on to kids are being taught not only is communism a good thing and a compassionate thing but it's also something we consider should consider for our country's operating system yeah i mean and and that's absolutely insane it's amazing to me and you take aoc who has like a, a, a a global economics degree or international economics degree or something like that uh and and did, and and she's she's a devout communist, a devout socialist, and I, but I I wonder did they skip the twentieth century when when they're teaching right. these kids economics now? Do they just mm-hmm. not even mention? They go from the industrial revolution till now and and don't mention what happened globally. Uh, One hundred and thirty million people were killed in the name of yeah. of socialism, uh, and they, right. they 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 don't seem to know that and a key ing- ingredient to socialism is going to be homogeny, everybody kind of being like-minded. So mm-hmm. Stalin didn't start off thinking he was going to kill 90 million people. He had to kill 90 million people because there was a lot of people that disagreed with him, right? right. And the idea is, and, and now you take a melting pot like the United States, which we're far from homogenous, uh, and mm-hmm. to try to apply socialism here, I don't see how they're not going to be able to essentially wipe out more than half of the population if they if they hope to ever be successful. So it's a right. it, it's scarier than people give it credit for and and we have a whole generation like you were just saying that that doesn't seem to understand that, you know. So it's uh 